We all agree that listening is one of the most important skills as a coach, but how can you tell if you listen well? Otto Scharmer, creator of Theory U and the Presencing Institute, identifies four levels of listening. In today's episode, we look at these four levels and their relationship with holding space as we do in soul-based coaching. Because of what they have in common, they are opening the space where the emergent future becomes possible. The most powerful kind of change and quite possibly the reason we are here. Opening the door for the better future. Welcome to Soul Whispers, the official soul-based coaching podcast where we are inspiring conversations about new paradigm coaching. I'm your host, Annemiek van Helsdingen, founder of the Academy for Soul-Based Coaching, where we've impacted the lives of thousands of coaches and clients. I love sharing insights and experiences that can make us all even better coaches, healers, therapists and leaders in this time of rapid transition. You can expect new perspectives and rigorous new paradigm coaching practices, all rooted in yin-fueled wisdom. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome. We're going to dive into the four levels of listening from Theory U and the relationship with holding space and soul-based coaching, which is a super yummy conversation to have. Um, I'm having this conversation with Judith Peters. She is a a certified soul-based coach. She's also a facilitator of business transformation with a lot of experience in the field. So excited to dive in together. Hi, Judith. Welcome. Hi, Anamik. So why have this conversation? Let's start there. Why were you so interested in diving into this topic? Yes, good question. Because for me, when I first heard of the four levels of listening, this was um, years before I got in contact with soul-based coaching, but it really helped me to like have a model where I can, where I can refer to my quality of listening to other people. And I think in each facilitation approach, you have, it's, it's a key, it's a, it's a very essential knowledge and skill to really help people move forward, really deeply listening and listen in another way that we do it in, in a daily business context. And then when I came across with soul-based coaching and the approach or the the way we hold space in soul-based coaching, I'm always trying to compare these two things and try to make connections where these things come together. And I think there are a lot of similarities or things that help us as soul-based coaches to become aware of at what state we are. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, super juicy. And I love that, you know, we all know that we should listen well, right? That that's an important skill. Um, but it's so easy to think that we are listening well. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the way that this model is helping people distinguish between those levels of listening um, and to start creating more discernment and awareness around. So how am I showing up? How how do I know I'm at a certain level? Um, and then how that impacts what can happen for the people that we're with. So why don't we just start with the four levels of listening 
as they were created by Otto Sharma and Theory U. Otto Sharma and the Theory U, they are speaking of four levels of listening. And the first level is what they call the downloading. It's where you're only reconfirming old opinions and judgments. So it is this, when you are, maybe you know it, when you, when you are in a conversation where you are telling something and the other person is like, oh yes, I know it, I have similar, ho, 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 ho. But there is no, you know, there's no connection ha happening. It's more an exchange of stories. And the stories that you are hearing, they fall in a place where you know what kind of opinion you have. But mm. you are not, you're not, you're not connected to the other person and you are not, you know, widening your scope. You are where you are at. And it's a little bit like the, oh yes, we're the same kind of listening, right? That yeah. that could happen in a coaching context. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And yeah. I often have it with my children. And <laughs> <laughs> like they are starting and, oh, I know what you want. And they are like, oh, you have to listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> and they are uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I I recognize some of that, I have to say. Um, and my daughter is very good at picking up on when that's happening. And I think that's that is such a big clue that our kids don't feel listened to. We don't actually listen, yeah, at that level. Yeah. Right. And then the second level is the what they call the factual listening. And what's happening is that we are opening our minds and we are able to recognize, oh, this is my opinion, and here's another opinion. So I'm spotting new data and new information, and I'm able to make, to know or to realize, oh, here's a new information coming up. So this is happening on an like intellectual level, and this is why, why it's connected to an open mind. Mm. And you see it in science very often, it's like the basic base of the science scientific work you have to realize that there may be other truths mm. isn't yeah that's such a beautiful um example it, it just reminds me that i think over the weekend I, I came across something along the lines of how even the most brilliant scientific minds like einstein and, and there were a whole host of other people that i read about in this article had a lot of trouble um, accepting a new and opposing point of view, even when there were new facts. So that tells us something about how hard that can be to listen with an open mind for new facts, for new data uh, that might not fit into our, our, our existing way of organizing data, our existing mental models that we have. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a very interesting level and, and it's not... I think it's worth not rushing through this level because what here is the seed of of new new things coming to life of innovation first of all you have to recognize okay there is something beyond my world mm. yeah yeah and i think this is where from a soul-based coaching perspective things get to be very interesting because when we're working in, in this modality, we know that even though we use the same word for something, it's not actually the same thing that we experience, even if it's very everyday words like, 
I don't know, courage or creativity or whatever it is that our client wants more of in their life. We all have an idea about what courage or creativity could be, but we know from experience that we have no idea what that courage or that creativity is all about. And to be able to listen for that new data, we have to really kind of put our own models to the side and start really looking at, so what is it that this person is sharing? How does this work for them within their way of making meaning of the world? Yeah. And I think it's also the place where we start exploring, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Where we become curious and where the exploration starts. Absolutely. And, and we're very quickly, even within three questions, people leave the... Um, like the thought loops that are so familiar to their system and find new things for themselves that they were not aware of. Uh, this is the place that is super, like this is where you start to, I don't know, step into candy land. It's a bad metaphor um, for organizational work maybe, but like it's like there's so many good stuff um, to ju just lying on the doorstep. So we just have to kind of open the door. Yeah. And while listening to you, I was thinking maybe we help our clients to listen to themselves. You yes, know? absolutely. So it's not only a, it, it becomes like a 3D li listening that we are doing. Yes, absolutely. I think maybe what we're doing most is we're listening to our clients on behalf of our clients so mm. that they're helped to listen to themselves. I absolutely, I think soul-based coaching is all about helping clients find out more about their own way of being in the world, their own way of processing, their own way of making meaning, the, their own way of taking action. Um, so absolutely, it is, it is helping them listen to themselves in new ways. And we are modeling that for them, how that, how they can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is maybe the bridge to the, uh, the third level of listening, which is called in theory, you the empathic listening. It's where I am able to walk in the shoes of the, of, of the other person. And I'm able to see the world from their perspective. And I think what it's, what, what is key when it comes to the third level is that we need to be present with an open heart. This is where the connection is happening. And there's also a quote from Theory U, which says, the quality of an intervention depends on the inner state of the intervener. Mm. I think it's so important to be there with an open heart, not only for my client or the group I'm working with, but also for me. So this is where for me comes the need to take care of myself, to be very open hearted with myself and to be aware of what's happening inside of me so that I can hold myself. And by this openness, holding the other person. You know, you have a shift in the in the quality of the relationship. Yeah, I I love the quote, and we that's something that is so palpable when we show up in this way for our clients, isn't it? 
when we open up that field of the heart, it might sound very esoteric, but there is a, that is a field of acceptance. Acceptance not in the way of like, well, we should accept the things that are as they are, but acceptance in the way of like, oh, this is what's happening for me in this moment right now. This is what's happening for you in this moment right now. And as human beings, that can have all sorts of flavors and, and um, emotions and um, sides to it. And all of that is welcome. There is no way that we ought to be when we're in the workplace or in a coaching session. When we get to be fully present with all of our humanity present um, and, and including a lot of grace um, and meeting each other with respect and curiosity, that's when there's so much that can start to happen that otherwise can't happen because it's just not safe. It's locked. It's kind of like, oh no, we're just going to have this exchange from this little corner of me that is like the professional me or the, you know, we'll have all the masks in place. But when we can allow ourselves to show up, you know, as coaches, as facilitators with may, way more of ourselves presence, that means it's a direct invitation for people to do the same thing. And I think there's a lot of people, especially in a professional field, that then be, when they hear something like this, become like afraid of drama, like become afraid of like, oh, no, but then we're going to have like all these like oh, explosions or like pity parties or whatever. But that is not the same thing at all, is it, Judith? Yeah, it is. And I know it so well. People, when you start talking about an open heart, they are, but well, I'm here at work. So let's let's stay professional. Yes. You know, as if this is like a higher quality, then let's be connected on a human level. Mm. Like it's also wearing wearing a mask. Don't look deeper. And I I think it's important to acknowledge it, especially when we are in corporate settings, because it feels, it can feel unsafe. And when I don't have the safety in me, I need like, like the structure or the idea of showing up in a role and like sticking to the professional field. And I think it's, when you're introducing this quality or this level of listening, it's very important to, to know your own triggers. And you know, not everybody will say, oh, hooray, an open heart. Yes, let's connect on this level. I think it's much more easier when we are in one-to-one -one settings. Mm. It's so much safer. Mm. Yeah. And, and it is um, it, it is also a set of learnable, teachable skills, right? And I think this is one of the things that I value so much about the clean language tool set that we use as part of soul-based coaching, that once people start to learn to use that, they start to really understand how to respect one another, how to be curious about different ways of experience something and welcoming emotions as part of the whole person without that emotion setting the tone for what next happens next right emotions are just part of us as humans they're not then the most important thing in the room 
So when we start to learn more, and I think this is also part of what soul-based coaches go through in their own learning journey, you know, maybe the people that come to the coaching training are actually coming from the other side. They're like, oh, finally, a place where the heart is welcome. Let's dive straight in. And learning about how we can do that, how we can hold space for all of that, but without getting drawn into, into drama dynamics of the rescuer, of the of the helper, um, or to be a persecutor on behalf of a client. Like learning to see that we do not actually have to step into that to be of service when we are facilitating, when we are coaching is incredibly helpful because that opens up the depth of that field. And it means that we can get to that next level that we're going to get to soon where magic can start to happen. And I think you were so right when you were saying that it starts with cultivating the ability to be with ourselves to have that emotional connection with ourselves to be present with whatever is going on with us inside of us and to hold space for that to not run away from it to not kill it with our ideas about well i shouldn't be like this or i should be like that not to blame ourselves or to give ourselves a hard time but to be curious about it and to notice, and when it's like this, what would I like to have happen? And to start taking responsibility for that. Yeah, you're so right. Yes. And I think it's a very important point. I think the stepping into drama is at level three, like the, the risk that we step into. And for me, when I feel like, okay, I'm at level three is... First of all, starting, I, I can feel myself be, beyond my physical body. So I'm like, I have this openness. And then I perceive the other person not in a in a meltdown with me, you know, mm. but it's more in in a very spacious realm that we that we meet. And I think this is for me, this is this is how it feels when I'm really aligned with this third level it's really beautiful what you say about that spaciousness it reminds me of that quote about how the quality of our actions depend on that space that we can bring between um, a trigger and our response and it's like when we're in this at this level when we can listen from the heart for me as well that feels like that spaciousness grows immensely where i can start to understand see stay connected to people even though i really do not agree <laughs> with mm -hmm. what they're saying or what they're doing or what consequences there are so it doesn't mean that i have to just kind of accept all of that it's like there's a spaciousness there's a field opening where more becomes possible yeah i was also thinking this empathic listening on behalf of our client is also something that we do in our coaching it's like when we're listening to parts of our client that are voicing certain concerns or fears or anger or whatever the emotion is, and to really meet that part of our client so that it can start to have um, space within the client system rather than it being pushed away or being limited to this one way of being and showing up that it's known up to this point. So I think there too are when we're listening from this this heart, from this open heart, on behalf of our client, things can start to change in the relationship of the client with themselves, with their some of their own parts, 
just like when we're doing this in a group setting, relationships can start to change between the people in the group. Yeah, I love it. It's again, for me, this image of the 3D listening. So not only I am listening, but I'm helping the client to listen. So there comes a new layer mm. or a new dimension in it. Beautiful. Yeah, and I think it's it's very close. We are very close now to level four, which is called uh, the generative listening. And so you have this this bottom of the you, you know, this is what Otto Schama calls the presencing. You are sensing. You are sensing from a very present state of being and like leaning into the emerging future. And I love this image of from where I am right now, I'm leaning into the future. And for me, this is really where another magic is happening. You know, mm -hmm. there is there is opening up something that I couldn't perceive ever before. So this is really where the new comes comes in, where we where where we invite the new beyond the collecting new data beyond the oh something is happening with me when i'm in relationship with you but there is as if we are channels helping the new to emerge and we are creating this together yeah beautiful um yeah it's it's such a powerful level and i love the way that otto sharma has put words to this the thing this is this is the field that we tap into with soul-based coaching like always in every session and i love that presencing point that that is the anchor there's a reason that we always start with presencing when we do this work because that's the only place that we can do this from right because if we're not then we're going then there's no way that we can even open our minds right because then there is just that then it's so much easier to just stay in that confirmation of like what is that kind of listening from habit that was that very first level so that presencing point is like oh, it's such an energetic yummy place to be and i love that he called it the open will listening yeah. because that's that's what's required isn't it? it it's like we have to be willing to let go of our idea i like our singular idea about this is what i want but it's uh i wonder what wants to happen here i would like <laughs> this and this and this is what our clients could say but it's like as coaches we're like all i want is that you get what you want <laughs> that's it that's the extent of our wanting and that's so super important so that that space for emergence can start to happen because as soon as I put my wanting in the space as a coach, it means that the client has to then do something with that thing that I want. And it means that the that that that's where the focus is. It's not on, oh, what can start to open up for this client. And I'm tuning into this. I as as a coach, I have an idea what you should do. It is as if the space is shrinking in and it becomes very, ugh, there are not that many options. Mm -hmm. But when I'm able to, to hold this space, hold this riverbed, where different things can happen that are out of my, out of my realm of ideas, what might be good for the client, 
there is so much more emergence possible. Yeah. And it's like, even when we have clients who are very self-aware, who've done a lot of work, who can stay with their own authority really well, still, if we put our ideas in this space, it means that they have to process them. And it means that we take them away from where their system is starting to come up with new emergence. Ever since I learned about the power of that emergence, it's like, I don't want to get in the way of that. Right. I don't I, I, I just like, no, I'm not interested. Sure. I'm a super clever person. I've got all this experience, you know, I'm happy to share. But you know what? It's never going to be as rich as that thing that is just waiting to happen for this client. And it's like when we look at nature, like the trees don't tell each other, oh, you should open that bud now. Or like, you maybe that's a good place to grow a branch or maybe try, you know, potatoes next year. It's like every organism has its own blueprint its own and not when i say blueprint i don't mean the result i mean way of energetic blueprint like way of being so why not follow that like that is like so much more interesting yeah and i think this is important for the evolution of humanity you know yes yes this is where the new comes in Hallelujah. Amen. All of the things. I think, you know, the place that we're at, where so much of what we've known is breaking down or like it's it's really showing us like, like we can't go much further like this. It's like it's calling for newness. It's calling for new evolution. And we cannot produce it from our minds. We cannot produce it from habit, right? We cannot, like these first levels of listening are not going to, they're not going to, they don't have the doorway into that emergence well that emergence is just waiting here right and you and me like in everybody all the time and i think this is where the little pieces of the better future are birthed like where they are where they're coming into being not because i'm going to you know coach you and then you're going to have the idea that's going to save the world well maybe and that would be cool but i don't necessarily think that's what we need <laughs> i think that the new is going to birth be birthed through all these little steps that are birthed in all these many people especially when we learn to relate to one another so that this can happen because it's it's teachable skills right it is something that we can learn to do for one another it's not magic with like um, uh, from a fairy tale book um, that you have to believe in. No, we see it happen every session all the time. Um, and it is glorious and incredible. But it is not knowable. <laughs> right? As coaches, we cannot know what it is, that new f- future, until it emerges. Yeah. And so that is the open will. Like we have to kind of go in and go, I don't know, but I know how to hold a strong riverbed. I know that emergence is going to happen. I know that it's going to be in alignment, in line with what really works for your system, your body, your mind, your soul. And so that is what I'm in service of here. Other than that, I have no idea. Let's find out. Yeah. Yeah. It takes courage, right? You did? As a coach, it takes courage. As a facilitator, it it takes courage to hold space for that emerging future. Yeah, absolutely. But I know, you know, this is the job. This is why we are here. And this is what we are supposed to do. Opening the door for the future. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And from this point of view, it's much more than helping people like work it better, create better work results or, you know, it's far beyond that. Yeah. It can be working better together, but there is always so much more around around it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think personally, I think that the, the shift that we're in is a huge inner shift. It's about all of us learning to listen much better to that call for alignment that we feel inside of us, where our insi- that our insights can match the way that we show up on the outside, in our jobs, in our families, in the way that we show up for ourselves. And I think that is the order in which we have to pay attention to this. But And when that inner alignment happens, that outer alignment, that follows shape really quickly. It's like when it's like when the the system is kind of reorganizing itself, our client system. It's like the words for their website, they show up. Or the, the way that they want to sh- um, show up in the next conversation about a tricky part, a topic with their partners is going to change. They're going to be in a much better state in a much better place to have a conversation that is open that leaves room for emergence and I think that is you know it's so tempting when there's shit hitting the fan um, to look for solutions straight away to kind of go well we should do this or this is like the shape or this is like the form that it needs to take and I think that that's cool it's great to start looking for these things but they come from the improved the the greater inner alignment that each one of us can find and that really excites me that's like that's where stuff can happen that we have no inkling or idea of yeah ah beautiful i think we could go on talking for hours because i'm like (laughs) okay new idea on this on this and that yes yes you're right there's one there's just one thing that i want to say and that is that there's people that are really afraid of this emerging field. There's coaches, facilitators, or um, consultants who are like, well, that is a process that you cannot control. And so you don't know what you're getting yourself in for. And I think it's really important to address that because that's true. It is uncontrollable in the sense that you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know how it's going to unfold. What you can do, though, is set very, very clear riverbeds, put in very clear boundaries as to what is acceptable and what is not, what is the extent that you're willing to go to and what is not, right? So it's not like it's a a big bang and then you're just kind of like, hold on to your hats and you kind of, ah, no idea. But in order to work in this way, you have to be willing to step in that field of not knowing. to to step into the field of emerging. And I have, doing this work for, I think, 18 years now, I have such a strong experience that every system, whether it's an individual, right, their body, mind, soul system, whether it's a system of people, there is an inherent looking for the light. And I don't mean that in a spiritual sense, but there is an inherent We want things to get better. We want things to work better. We want things to be more wholesome, especially when that level of the heart is included in a functional way. 
And so I trust that inner unfolding, like that impulse of energy that wants for something to change. I trust that with all my heart. And does that mean that we're, um, that we should just kind of let people do their stuff and unfold and emerge in like their way? No, we're here to hold each other accountable to the effects and the consequences of things that we do. But there is that, that inner, that, that inner impulse. I trust that with my life, literally. So just as a little way of wrapping this, a little light to touch. <laughs> Thank you so much, Judith. I think you're right. There is so much more to talk about. We might be back with yeah. more ideas on holding space on emergent futures, on levels of listening. Uh, we hope you have really enjoyed this conversation. And tell us about your questions, your comments, your ideas. We want to hear them. Thank you, Judith. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and colleagues and please consider leaving us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. It really helps to get the podcast to the right people. Music